This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the show. It's me, primetime, double nine, on the grind all the time. And I just want to start off by saying congratulations to one of my biggest haters, Dave Portnoy, on his reacquisition of Barstool Sports. And a lot of people don't know that Dave and I have a very storied past, which climaxed with me taking my wife's boyfriend, Don Terrius, to the Barstool headquarters in New York City and crashing their studios live while they were on the air, creating one of the most viral moments in their company's existence. And Dave Portnoy only hates me more for it. I mean, I, I incidentally created more content as a non-employee than probably 75% of the employees that actually work there. And the reason why I was making this nice statement tonight it's because I don't want to work for Barstool, but I would like to have a copacetic relationship. They could potentially open up more avenues for great confrontational content with people like Brittany Griner or Megan Rapinoe. And of course, I can do this all by myself. But I do think a friendship between Blaze Media and Barstool Sports could benefit both of our companies greatly. And then I also hope that we can squash the beef and potentially maybe you'll come on the show, Dave, or I could go on your show. Because a united front could make both of us much stronger instead of fighting and hurting ourselves in the process. And another congratulations is in order for Ben Mintz on his return to Barstool with Dave as well. Ben is a longtime friend of mine, a guy that I respect and like, and I know this will be a great chance for him to redeem himself. Best of luck to you boys. I'll be on the lookout because primetime 99 Alex Stein might be coming to headquarters to have a little unexpected conference call with the man Dave Portnoy himself. But whether you like it or not, Pimp, I'm coming. So let's stop fighting and start celebrating a bright future for all of us in the independent media world. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'll break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Guys, we have some terrible news. Um, I don't even know how to say this because really I'm just emotionally torn from the inside out. I, um, I don't even really know how to say this, but we have a great show, but before we can even get into our guests or Mark Dice or any of the <sighs> funny things that we have planned, at least we're going to try to be funny, we have to talk about the person that we lost. I want to say RIP to Darius last night. After the show, um, him and I got in a little argument, and um, I stabbed him to death. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, that, that is you know, illegal, or that is wrong, or you didn't give him a sportsman's chance. I did. I gave him a gun. I just I didn't give him any bullets. And I had a knife, and um, he was on Delta 8, and he just looked very aggressive, very menacing. And uh, I stabbed him. And he's dead, and he's gone forever. So, um, uh, before we play any in memoriam stuff, I just want to bring on our guests. W welcome to the show, Logan Hall. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Were you uh, 
close to Darius. You know, he was an employee here about as long as you've been an employee here. Yeah, I I got the chance to meet him real quick. Uh, I don't think I had as much of a relationship as you did with him. But no, him and I were very close, yeah. very close. Um, now let's play some of Darius's most instrumental and monumental monumental moments on the show. moments that I've ever had in my entire life. And when I killed him last night, I didn't, I didn't know it hurt this bad. At the time, it felt good. I was like, I was really sexually aroused during it. But now watching that video, I feel really, I just feel really guilty. I feel really bad. And I just, <laughs> I just miss you, Darius. I miss eating sushi off your dick. I miss, I miss you so much. <laughs> I just want, real quick, if we can all just take like a moment of silence for 20 seconds, please, you count, Jimmy, because I don't want to count. The countdown's starting now. Roger that. Start the countdown right now. Oh, are they saying in the chat? That is, uh, that's the McDonald's on Warner Road, and we're going to have, it's the first, uh, I'm buying $200 worth of Big Macs and French fries, so uh, whoever gets there, if, you, if, we, if we spend $200 in like 10 minutes, that's on you for not being there, so we're going to the McDonald's, that's the one, that's actually the McDonald's that he was banned from for getting a water cup and putting soda in, but I talked to the uh, manager, Denise, and she's all, like, she feels really bad about it. So that is, I just want to clarify, that's a McDonald's on Warner. And it's, uh, yeah, so if you guys want to go there uh, this Saturday, is that, when is it, Jimmy? Sunday, August 18th Sunday, August 18th, we're going to be at the McDonald's, and we're going to eulogize him and really just give him the send-off that he deserves. So RIP, Darius. So with all that, I'm sorry that we had to start off the show like that, but uh, you might wonder, who? well, who's the thin, good-looking fella uh, sitting next to me? Well, this guy is Logan Hall. He's actually um, running the social media here at The Blaze, and he actually got me a little bit of hot water 
I did. You shared a clip of my recent interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, presidential candidate. And uh, it went viral because I asked him a simple question. Did he think the official story was correct when it came to 9-11? And he just basically said a very, I think, milk toast response. Said, hey, the 9-11 commission port, which was heavily redacted, was not accurate. And he's getting killed. And so I have to thank this man, Logan. Did you know? How did you know that that would be such a viral moment? Of course. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think... <clears throat> I think so often in our media environment, they just ask the same old boring questions. So yes. I think that was great of you to uh, pick Vivek's brain on that. And uh, he had a good answer. So I was like, why not? I'll just throw it up on the social medias. And then I don't know if we have this on the screen or not, but freaking um, Vivek is getting, he's getting to go on Brett Byer's show. <laughs> he's at Fox News is having him. He's getting a lot more publicity by saying the wrong thing because they want to they have to like put him on a pedestal so they can say he's bad. Because if they just said, oh, a random guy that is not a serious candidate said 9-11 was not what they said, then they wouldn't be threatened. But because he's a candidate, and so they have to elevate him now. Now they have to be like, look, this is what the right wing is all about. They're a bunch of QAnon, 9-11 truthers. And uh, I really wish these politicians would actually tell the truth. You know there's other people in D.C. that agree with Vivek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I like Jimmy Dore's answer on your show a couple couple days ago i think it was uh he said you know government is run on transparency if you don't have any of that then you don't really have democracy in any yeah. real sense and that's true uh and vivek gave a very i mean it was not like he went unhinged or went uh off the cliff with his explanation he just said look i believe that it was a terrorist attack it probably wasn't a false flag but he said do i do i think the government told us the truth about everything no that's Captain I mean, Obvious. We what know, does Flight the 93 <laughs> just went down in the middle of nowhere and they just said, oh, the passengers overtook the plane and then crashed it into the ground and there was like nothing remaining. Yet they found passports. They couldn't find a black box. They found multiple passports. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is just very fishy. And as a guy that gets a lot of punani, I can tell when something's <laughs> real fishy. Yeah, and he, uh, Vivek, did a good job at handling the backlash to that. I think he could have maybe defended Mr. Prime, Prime yeah, Primetime Stein, Vivek, <laughs> you come up on my set and you don't defend me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was good. And he, he even cited, he said, you know, with what we saw happen with COVID, with the government just straight up lying to us. They never lied. Everything about the COVID narrative was correct. <laughs> the government would never lie. We love the WHO and we love the CDC. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for being so great. Now, what were you saying? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point that if they're going to lie about all this stuff, why they obviously could have lied about 9-11, which especially when we look now, I mean, some of the apparatuses that were used to surveil potential terrorism activity, those are kind of being turned domestically on conservatives. So uh, and right wingers and dissidents. So January I think six. Yeah, exactly. January 6, too. So and nothing they told us about that was true either. So uh, I think it was fine. I think we need a lot more of those sorts of conversations in national politics today. I agree. And we also need to talk about the ice wall and Game of Thrones and Tartaria and hidden civilizations and aliens. But before we get to that, sadly, my guest here, he has, what is it, alopecia? Why can't you grow facial hair? <laughs> yeah, I was the last guy 
in middle school to ever grow armpit hair. I like my friends had armpit hair like three years before I did. Well, that's so good. it'll probably be it'll probably be I'll probably be like forty and then I'll be able to grow a beard finally. Well, I like Logan because I can't grow a beard either. Like I just get this stubble. So yeah, so nuts saying, on that. We are literally. I don't know why that is, but I'm and you look young too. Like I look young. I look like a little kid, but I still have to shave other areas of my body, and I'm sure Logan's butt is a little hairy and something else. You know what? So. Guys, I want to introduce our sponsor, Manscaped. They are your partner in grooming. Just like babies need gentle care, your sensitive areas deserve the best. Experience the ultimate grooming routine with the Platinum Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Alex at manscaped.com. The Platinum Package 4.0 by Manscaped offers top-notch grooming tools and products. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer feature advanced skin safe technology, making grooming safe and easy. Enjoy their ultra premium body wash and their two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner and aluminum free deodorant for a complete shower upgrade. With the Platinum Package 4.0, you get more than grooming tools. You get confidence, baby. So use that code Alex for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Elevate your grooming routine with manscaped.com. And seriously, show me on camera. Somebody go to manscaped.com right now, right now, and go use my code, Alex. They're not going to buy any more sponsors on this show, any more sponsorships, unless we use that code. So I know you're out there. I know you're hairy. I know you're stinky. Get that two-for-one shampoo because you know what that means? You only have to shampoo or take a shower once every two days. Did you know that, Logan? I did not, but that was a great read. Yes. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. But I'm telling you, two-for-one shampoo, that's two days, one shower. When they get the three-for-one, then we can really go bananas because I hate showering. But I know your stinky ass needs some freaking grooming, all right? So, guys, please. Go to this website. I'm begging you. I'm not begging you. I'm telling you with a knife to go there. And if you don't, I will be in your dreams and your nightmares haunting you. And I will be the ball of hair stuck in your throat. <laughs> Get that hair out of your throat. Go to manscaped.com. Use a promo code, Alex. That's not a suggestion. That is a direct order. What do you think about the conflict in Ukraine? <laughs> Uh, I think, I, I think it's definitely a scam. Uh, I think, you know, we're hearing all about these payments that Biden, the Biden family got now from yeah. Ukraine and all these other foreign nations. And the GOP is so compromised by their continual funding of this proxy war that they can't even, they won't eat. They're kind of like tempted to now, but they, they'll hardly even impeach Biden now because they themselves are also compromised in this situation. Well, see, see, that's a good point, Logan, because I'm waiting for the impeachment or, or they're going to make him step down some sort of humiliation ritual. But I didn't even come to think about how deep his tentacles are. If he goes down, probably a lot of people go down with him. Yes. So that's why they're protected. Yeah, the entire Republican war apparatus would also go down. Just, you know, fold in like a house of cards. Uh, speaking of Kevin Spacey, uh, not, uh, I guess not guilty, but he's still, I think, a perv. But okay, let's get into this. So I, I don't know if you know this guy. His name's Coach Red Pill, Gonzalo Lira. And he was actually recently caught at the border of Ukraine trying to go to Poland, I believe. I forget where the hell he was trying to go. But this is actually the Ukrainian, this woman's name is Sarah Carrillo, I believe. And this is the transgender liaison for the media. And this is real. This is really her. This is her. Have you seen this woman? I have not. 
She's beautiful. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Uh, okay, you guys are, if you guys don't think that is beauty and grace, look at those titties. Are you kidding? I'd love to honk on those. Honk, honk, but before we get into those titties, we're gonna be able to see those titties live in 4K all the way from Kiev, Ukraine. Sarah Carrillo is here to deliver a statement. It's Sarah Savio. Carrillo is part of my dead name. <laughs> Alex, Ukrainian war has been going good. We've been smashing and killing hundreds of thousands of these Russian hordes and monsters. But we were just recently attacked, surprised attacked. I could tell because my nipples watered milk. I know that when, the, when we have a uh, shelling, my nipples always milk. And it was horrible, it was horrible. <sighs> they took Why a bayonet so up to my eye. what you're saying, but I thought you were transgender. Well, how do your nipples, your nipples can tell you when there's distress? Yes, milk. Okay. Big right. Slavic milk from okay. the mother Volga. Okay, please finish your statement because we are limited on time. Okay, I took a bayonet of cock to the eye. Before that... A bayonet of what? Bayonet cock. Of, so somebody's penis went into your eyeballs? Yes, it was horrible, excruciating pain and pleasure at this... But recently, okay, when I was attacked, I first used my chest to squeeze and suffocate a Cossack warrior. Then That's I used good. my big thighs to crush two Chechen warlords. I crushed your stomach and had all the pleasure to myself. But then I was captured and I was put into the Mariupol concentration camp. That camp was horrible. The horrors I saw, they committed war, they committed nanking war crimes in my bussy. In your what? In my bussy. What does bussy mean? They knived my prostate. Oh, what does bussy mean? Is it true? Does that mean prostate. boy pussy? Is that what that means? Yes, pussy. It's a trans inclusive way of saying vagina. Did you know that, Logan? I did not, but I think I can offer some clarity on the uh, whole bayonet attack. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, did that happen when Lindsey Graham was over there? <laughs> did Lindsey Graham give you a bayonet of cock? <laughs> yes, he, he tried. He tried so hard, but he couldn't keep it up. It was, it was like, oh. It was a soft bayonet of cock. Yes, it was, cock. it was a soft one. It was a soft one. Why, why do you have a, a black child on this set? A okay, the Russians have been taking transient migrant trans kids, trans folks, and they've been putting them on the front line as cannon fodder as Zerg Russias. The Azov Battalion had to machine gun all of them down except for a few, and I had to perform gender-confirming health care with my mouth and no antiseptic. Wait, wait, <laughs> slow down. You, you did gender reassignment surgery with your mouth on a baby? Is that what you're saying? This is not a baby. This is a fully formed 15-year-old trans boy. How could you say that, Alex? It doesn't look like a 15-year-old. It looks just like a small baby, if I was just guessing. It, 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 so it's... You, you put your mouth on it, and then now it has a vagina? Is that what you're trying to say? You yes, I ripped out its prostate okay, gland, that's too. not good, dude. If Ali Bus Stucky or anybody at the Blaze watches this that I let you on, and you're biting babies' penises off, that can, that can reflect poorly on me, Jimmy. Did you, know, did you get this approved before this, this little deal be approved, Jimmy? Because I don't know if we're allowed to give unauthorized circumcisions anymore after that first incident. 
<laughs> Alex, we purposely don't get anything approved. Okay, all right, shit. All right, well, finish what you're saying. We have to welcome on Mark Dice very soon. Our Ukrainian military is strong. The numbers of 60,000, only 60,000 have died. It's not 600,000. And the Russians, they're so scared of us. They have four defense lines. So they can, defense lines to keep us away from them. They just have to use their big guns. But, you know, all, your fi 15 F-15s mean nothing to their 300 SUV Zukovs. They'll totally smash them, crash them. Bang them. What is it like being a transgender person in the military? It's awesome. You... <laughs> All these men, we're fighting together. We're fighting for freedom. We're fighting everyone. We're fighting, we're fighting everything. We're fighting the patriarchy. We're fighting the matriarchy. What else do you do? I mean, is there any, do you get a lot of dick? Is there a lot of guys around? Yes, I mean. Yes, and a lot of other things that Zelensky does, too. Oh, my God. Zelensky <laughs> does love his penis a lot. He plays the piano with it a bunch. We got a $20 super chat. Why can't a pimp get merch up in Canada? Anyways, appreciate you, Alex, and whatever's next. Just know you have a fan for life. Also, shout out Jimmy, Darius, Dunye, and all the crew. Mercy por tan humor los destenemos sombres. Okay, I probably said a racial slur in there, but that's okay. <laughs> all right, well, we got to welcome on our next guest. But before we do that, last thing you want to say, lady Ukrainian woman? Don't worry, our whole economy will be presented and run by uh, Bill Gates and uh, uh, Larry Fink of Black Rock. It will be a perfect world. It will be a, the new liberal world order, and we'll take in as many 15 million migrants from the Middle East and uh, all over the world Wait. just to uh, take... To, uh, to replace the population that died in our aging 60-year-olds. Uh, it will be a new world order, a bright world-dominated, who vaccine-mandated world. Wait, that was an Azov Battalion thing. I don't know if you can do that. That seemed like a, that seemed, that was a little, what was that all about with your hand gesture? So Azov Battalion? They, they fight Nazis. They fight those evil Russian then Nazis. Then why do they all have swastika tattoos? It is part of all about, you know, the uh, double, double crossing, you know. This oh, so they're anti-Nazi Nazis. Yes, they're FSB warriors. Oh. They, they all work for the ACLU and the okay? AF ADL. Are your breasts okay? They seem like they're... I'm hearing a cruise missile right Okay, now. all right, stop. All right, that's enough, Sarah. Get, get the hell out of here, Sarah. Please, just go. Or stay here for the interview, I guess. You maybe have a question for Mark. All right, guys, now... We welcome on probably the best conservative YouTuber of all time. I'm not even kidding when I said that. A guy that really gave me my big break, a guy that I'm indebted to, helped build my channel. My channel wouldn't be what it is today, and I wouldn't be here what I'm doing, and I don't even know what the hell that is. But I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for this man. Welcome on Mark Dice. Mark, what's happening, my man? Thanks for having me. You know, I thought by now you would have gotten fired or canceled or banned. Not because the show isn't good, but just sometimes it's a little bit... Too good, so I'm glad to be here while the show lasts. Yes, and you know that the shelf life on this thing is not uh, super, super long. Okay, but let's get right into it because I know you're busy, and I want to get great reaction clips because i got to use you for cloud, Mark. I've been using you for cloud for the past three years. I cannot stop now, so I need you, Mark. I need you. But, listen, I stirred up a bunch of controversy for asking presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy about 9-11, and his answer just 
oh, Brett Byer, Fox News, just government transparency. It pissed off everybody that actually believes the official story or if they actually believe it. So I want to play this clip and then I want to get your reaction. So we need we need a partner. OK, rapid fire question. Was the moon landing real or fake, Vivek? Was the what moon landing real or fake? I have no evidence to suggest it was fake. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it was real. OK, 9-11 inside job or uh, exactly how the government tells us. I don't believe the government has told us the truth. Again, I'm driven by evidence and data. What I've seen in the last several years is we have to be skeptical of what the government does tell us. I haven't seen evidence to the contrary, but do I believe everything the government told us about it? Absolutely not. Last two I two questions. the 9-11 commission? Absolutely not. Yeah, 9-11 commission lied. Last two questions. I- so you'll see that Mike Pence actually called those that comment, which I thought was pretty middle of the road, disgusting. <laughs> uh, and, and it's caused a, a meltdown. So what is your response to all this, Mark? I thought, I thought his response was somewhat diplomatic because any, only an idiot would believe the official story. And he's got to be careful. Sometimes when you're in that position, you don't want to ask too many questions. It would have been nice if he would have thrown out an Operation Northwoods plug or encouraged people to kind of look at that. But, you know, he might not even know about that. Uh, but Mike Pence called him out for that, for not believing the official story for Yes, they're fighting on Twitter like crazy. I don't know if we have the Mike Pence. I saw the clip. I saw the clip went viral, uh, and he was getting pressure about it. Even for that, you know, Brett Baer was was hassling him about it. But the fact that Mike Pence denounced him. Mike Pence is a joke. You saw that Mike Pence doesn't even know how to pump gas. Know <laughs> we, how to wear. Uh, we got that hey, clip <laughs> right here. Yeah, Mike look Pence at here. this. Remember, two dollar a gallon gas. I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60 percent. Electricity prices are up 25 percent. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for working families, small businesses and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. Your thoughts? Better find a plan on to pump gas. You know, and find a new videographer, too. I mentioned this in my video that I posted today. He's wearing a lavalier microphone, which you don't even need, in the wrong spot. Like, who wears a microphone? You notice that right in the middle of his shirt. So Mike Pence is a joke. The fact that he's even running, that he thinks he can become the president, is, is just a joke. He barely made the, the debate, which is two weeks from today. So there's a threshold that's very, very low. They have to get a certain percentage in some polls, a certain number of donations from uh, people in various different states. So he actually barely made the cutoff. So the fact that this dude actually thinks he's going to run for president or could become president or be the VP of whoever he thinks is going to be the nominee uh, is just an absolute joke. And by the way, back to Vivek Ramaswamy. Did you press Vivek about Operation Mockingbird? Because you know you can't have me on your show. You can't have a conversation with me without talking about Operation Mockingbird. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I don't know if you've had him on, but he has been ringing the alarm bell about it. And it's going over his host's heads. He was on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. He was always shoved in everybody's face on YouTube, the algorithm. I don't want to cut you off. Why he, Lex Friedman is recommended to me all the time, and I purposely dislike it, and he still comes back. Sorry to cut you off, but keep going your thoughts. Yeah, I think he's like the newest YouTube's new establishment, like kind of favorite it guy, like Mr. Beast. And so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. mentioned Operation Mockingbird on the show and mentioned it on Megyn Kelly's podcast. She's become a pretty big YouTuber now that she's not shackled by the corporate controllers of Fox News. And... Nobody is talking about Operation Mockingbird except for us crazy alternative YouTubers and RFK. So 
If you have him on, you can probably get that episode banned because she'll talk about uh, vaccines. Which are all safe and effective. We love every vaccine, Mark. Remember, they're so healthy for you. Get him as soon as fast as you can out of the womb. Sorry. Yes, and the 9-11 Commission would never lie. And you should not Google Operation Northwoods or investigate false... Well, let's talk about Operation Northwoods. So so I just got to be on uh, comedian, comedian, icon, uh, Roseanne Barr's podcast. And we talked about 9-11, and she didn't even know... She knows about all these conspiracies, but she didn't realize Operation Northwoods was a plan during the Cuba Missile Crisis for us to false flag attack ourselves under the guise that a Cuban national hijacked a plane, flew it into buildings in Miami so that we could start a war with Cuba. And this is a plan that supposedly got shelved by JFK. And then conveniently, 40 years later, this basic same plan was the blueprint for 9-11. So a lot of people don't even know about that, Mark. And not only that, but it was signed off by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who were the heads of all of the military branches. So it's not like some crackpot just put this idea together to commit a false flag attack in order to justify going to war to Cuba or to you know try to invade and take over the the, you know, get the Russians out of there during the Cuban Missile Crisis. But the fact that they put it on paper is one. It was approved by all of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So, I mean, at the time, this isn't even like ancient history. You know, they literally approved committing a false flag attack in order to justify us getting into war, which is how most wars actually start. And Seymour Hersh said he's got pretty reliable sources that the Bush administration wanted to commit a false flag in the Strait of Hormuz in order to blame Iran and like paint up U-2 spy boats as Iranian boats, commit a false flag. And of course, we know about the weapons of mass destruction hoax that was concocted by the neocons. Like most wars throughout history. Gulf of Tonkin, like Vietnam. Yeah, Gulf of Tonkin, Hitler invading Poland. So they have, it's a common military strategy. And so that's just a, you know, a, a suspicious uh they have put the plans to paper before. So I think it's great what you did with Vivek, just make them uncomfortable because they're so protected that nobody's going to ask them these difficult questions, these politicians, these candidates. But because of the new media ecosystem, many of them, and Vivek especially is one of them, they're doing a lot of these alternative podcasts because they know that nobody tunes in to the mainstream media. Fox News has dumped half of their audience or a third of their primetime audience. And so they know that to reach the general public, they have to go on podcasts. And so with you having the blaze behind you, instead of just being a you know random YouTuber come on my show, the blaze is pretty, you know, pretty decent brand name in conservative media. I think you should start putting their feet to the fire about like Operation Mockingbird and things like that. And by the way, there is an event that I don't, don't, don't mention. I'm not going to mention, but there's an event I told you to get a, a press pass for that's coming up still in a little while. But I think the cutoff is in a couple weeks. So you probably know what I'm talking about. I'll I'll message you privately on Skype and we'll we'll discuss those plans. If you're not there, uh, I'm never going to talk to you again. And if you are there, I'm going to find out about it because you're going to trend on Twitter. So just have the producers ask you what it is that I'm talking about. And for the audience, if he gets into this event, it will be fantastic. It I think will eclipse his meeting of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and trolling of some of these other... Nothing could beat AOC, Mark. You're one of the smartest guys I know, and even you know that nothing can beat my big booty Latina AOC. No, but on a... On a uh on a more serious note, though, you know, like, obviously, we like to joke around and, like, y- you love humor. But, uh, when we, like, 
I'm starting to get very clown-pilled. I'm starting to get uh, losing a lot of hope with this Trump indictment. Like, I love Trump, but I'm, like, it's kind of almost hard to find humor now. I mean, I can lampoon anything, but I guess I don't think 2024 is going to be very good. I think it's actually going to be worse than the summer of love. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to pop off, but I just foresee that there's going to be a chaotic thing with Biden either getting humiliated and then Trump's not going to be able to run. And I mean, I I think we're going to have some sort of... Civil war, possibly, or something like that. Wouldn't be a war, but no, I agree. I, I, I underneath the the jokes and the, you know the smiles and the, the the Brian Stelter voiceovers. I mean, I am very worried as well. We are in a collapsing society. I mean, there's no question about it. The national debt, the lack of patriotism amongst half of the country, the racial strife that's been stoked because of Black Lives Matter. It's going to be a big problem. And and if he gets convicted and then the Supreme Court overrules it. There's going to be riots. I mean, remember, it's we're sort of like used to Antifa and Black Lives Matter rioting and destroying, you know, large segments of different cities across the country. But remember, we never really had this until 2016 when Antifa and Black Lives Matter started rioting and attacking Trump supporters that were just leaving events. And that was when the the kind of the violence from the left first started. We haven't experienced political violence in this country like that since the, the 1960s with like the Weather Underground and the riots at the, the DNC. And so I'm very concerned. We're living in Sodom and Gomorrah, basically, and I don't see any point or, and I don't see any way for us to like turn <laughs> turn the country around a, as a whole, at least for, for generations, because there's a quarter million dollars national debt per taxpayer that's per, per adult. The level of stupidity and ignorance, the atrazine poisoning and the BPA poisoning, the... Turning the frogs gay, that's the reference. People don't realize, but the frogs actually are going gay. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Mark. And that's another thing, too, that a lot of the conservatives, you know, Matt Walsh is, you know, he's basically made his bones criticizing the transgender community, but he is only looking at it from one angle, which is the social contagion angle, which I think is probably very valid. But to my knowledge, he hasn't addressed the possible atrazine poisoning or BPA. And even though they've taken BPA, bisphenol A, out of much of the food packaging, because it's been found to be an endocrine disruptor, synthetic estrogen, and even 10 years ago, they found that the synthetic estrogen can feminize boys in the womb. They even know the specific area of the brain, the INAH3 region of the hypothalamus, that's responsible for gender identity and sexual orientation. And it feminizes that part of the brain. So if these people are having mass birth defects because of synthetic estrogen and too much estrogen in the womb, and they're being born this way, that opens up a whole other can of worms about testosterone treatment or hormone treatment for you know measuring the hormone treatments in the womb. And if some of these people have been victims of this kind of endocrine disrupting poison, that's a whole other level than just not accepting people's preferred pronouns or just kind of rejecting the transgender argument on its surface, because then there's a whole other problem at work here. And RFK mentioned this, I don't know if you saw this, but he mentioned it on um what was it jordan peterson's podcast and it went right over jordan peterson's head he started mentioning about how you know one of the major problems of the youth today is the endocrine disruptors so it's a mess man i mean like that's why it's your job to you know try to put a positive spin on this but we are i don't think there's any question in a collapsing society because you know you look back what is the Roman, you know, remember the Roman Empire, what have they done to lead the world in anything since they collapsed? What was it? 15, 1700 years ago? Nothing. You know, the British Empire ruled the world. Uh, their decline probably was around when we decided to break off and start this great country. 
250 something years ago. When is Britain ever led the world in anything? You know, uh, so it's going to be a big problem. And it's the country's just in a fracture and it is fracturing and to basically two different camps and then conservative enclaves within certain liberal states. And then you'll have the liberal wastelands of inner cities, even in conservative states. But then outside in the more, you know, more rural areas or the kind of the smaller cities, you know, under the you know, 500,000 cities, they're going to have kind of a little bit of normalcy. But it's like we're fractioning into two different societies within the same country. And the differences in America are no longer like the Republican versus Democrat used to be, well, how do you stand on the death penalty? You know, tax cuts for the middle class. How do you feel about abortion? I mean, look at how insane it is. It's now the party of transgender children and abortion up until the moment a child is born versus a party of good old fashioned Americans who, you know, were basically, and the Republican party is almost like what the Democrat party was. 10 years ago in a certain certain aspect. So it's going to be chaos, man. I don't know. I don't think anybody has any answers, but whatever's going to happen, nobody, nobody really knows. I mean, it's just, no idea. But but Mark, you said buckle the, up. you said the best thing, though. We talk about these intricate disruptors where, you know, you're right. Maybe these kids, you know, maybe we need gender affirming care for the kid that didn't have enough testosterone. Maybe we need to give boys more testosterone at a young age. Like maybe that's a reverse application of what we need because we've given them so much chemicals and we've uh, you know, we are eating all these foods with genetically modified stuff with all these phytoestrogens. Maybe we actually it's not just a libs of TikTok teacher saying, oh, let me put a pride flag. Maybe these kids, intricate systems are so messed up. Like you said, you know, the parts of their brain are disrupted and now they're homosexual or transgender. So, I mean, that, that's a big problem nobody talks about. They don't. And, and in her book, Dr. Deborah So, in her book, The End of Gender, she's kind of an old-fashioned liberal, not a leftist authoritarian, but she's against all the wokeness. And she says at the very end of her book, she cites research. She's like a PhD and stuff. So she cites research about how they've done tests in animals where they can literally make the offspring of rats Gay. And they had a gay I bomb. Yeah, yeah, what about the gay the bomb, episode. Mark? Yeah, that, that's another extension of that kind of technology where they, they literally can up the estrogen level in a rat's womb and make the rats gay. And so if that's happening to rats, they test, you know, obviously a lot of products and chemicals on rats because sometimes some of the biological systems are similar to found in humans. And so if that's the case, and she even admits that that opens up an ethical can of worms, because if they know, which it appears that they do, what's causing people to be gay or transgender, then by saying that it's a birth defect, which you're not supposed to say, which I would never say, um, I would never go against. We would never say that. We love the WHO. We love the CDC. They're the brilliant, best organizations in the world. Yes. And I would definitely not detail this in my new book, which is coming out at the end of the year. Which oh, we'll before. definitely get Mark's book, please. There's no details about this right. in it, but get the book. Sorry, go ahead. But she, she says that it's an ethical can of worms. And it's like, like going down the road of eugenics, because if they admit that that's what's causing it, then they're going to have to admit that, that that's, it's unnatural, that sort of wires are crossed. And then that puts the whole transgender ideology into a very difficult light, because if you admit that nature has designed human beings, God, whatever you want to call it, a certain way. And because of certain endocrine deceptors, that certain neurological pathways got kind of uh, hooked up a little bit backwards or the opposite way. It's a big it's a big can of worms. So I don't know how you put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. But remember, it wasn't that long ago that doctors were saying that 
smoking cigarettes was healthy, healthy. <laughs> for you. And, you know, if you go way, way back, I mean, you look at some of the crazy stuff that humans have done throughout history. Like in China, they were doing the, the foot binding. Have you ever heard about this where they would like tie ropes around women's feet so that the feet wouldn't grow? And they thought that, that was normal and attractive. And so we did get through that. So maybe we can get through this. But you know how you, you, you can't talk about certain uh, issues with the vaccine, so it's hard to talk about certain issues with atrazine and the BPA. And there's even BPA in clothes. What? You know, to, to their credit, California, because it's a plastic, right? So it's in a lot Wow, of Mark, our stream just went off right in the middle of the show. Or it froze or something. Well, as soon you know, as you said gay bomb, the stream froze for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. We're still recording, so just keep going, but that's funny. Hopefully, we didn't get kicked off YouTube. We love YouTube. Thank you, uh, uh, CDC. Remember some of the revelations that Edward Snowden revealed? Hey, get, your, uh, get your hand off the button, Jimmy. I can't hear Mark. Sorry, Mark. What were you saying? Remember when, remember when Edward Snowden revealed all the NSA documents and how the NSA is spying on us? Basically confirmed what a lot of us, you know, conspiracy theorists were uh, talking about for years. But he also confirmed that they have tools within access within YouTube where they can suppress videos. They can make them go viral. They control. They can, you know, it's basically Operation Earnest Voice, which the Twitter files admitted is happening. They didn't use that term where the, the government has special software to create sock puppet accounts so that they can, you know, troll and bot and things like that. So it's a mess. It's a mess, man. But, you know, we're going to have to take it, it's just going to take some somebody with guts. I mean, you're, you're starting to see certain issues being addressed by people who would never talk about them. Anti-whiteism, anti-white racism, black crime. Uh, some of the folks over at the Daily Wire are kind of pushing the envelope a little bit now that certain information is, you know, obvious to everyone about demographic changes and white yeah. people becoming a minority. And, you know, now the vaccine is a little bit safer to talk about for some people to, you know, address certain things. So BPA, atrazine poisoning, I think, is the big missing piece that people are not addressing because you can't just deny uh, and, and not affirm the people's gender identity dysphoria without addressing the ultimate cause if it's not at least in whole due to a uh, social contagion or like what Freud actually talked about, like a disruption of what he called the Oedipus complex, which had to do with a child's uh, you know, development being disrupted about which parent they identify with. It, it gets very complicated with the development of a, ch of a child, but it, it's a mess. But what would I know? I'm just a I'm just a guy in my kitchen on a laptop with millions of, of millions of subscribers and supporters. But hey, you're not just a guy. But uh, one guy who is just a guy, he just runs a social media here. He's a handsome fella, nice guy. But uh, his name's Logan Hall. He's with us right now. And Logan is a diehard fan of yours. So I let him on the show, Mark. This guy loves your work. You get one question to Mark Dice. Do not mess this up, dude. Oh, wow. That's tough. I only get one. Well, you can do two <laughs> if it's a good first one. Um, when, uh, when did you... I already hate it. Okay, okay. okay. Here it is. Do, it uh, do you think we win the meme war of 2024? I think a lot of 2024 comes You are up. an expert memer. Oh, of course. The left still can't meme. That's a meme in and of itself. Some of the new memers that have come forward are absolutely incredible with the deep fake technology. Look at C3P meme, who's doing incredible work. He's put, he's the guy who put Joe Biden's face on the weirdo who was talking about drinking Bud Light. He's got another one that he just did where he put. Mark, wait, I gotta catch up. What about these freaking Twitter payments? Is that all a scam? Because, dude, you could be the, one of the highest paid guys in there, but you're anti Twitter in a way. I know you have a Twitter, but you don't really like using it because it's kind of so. I mean, you've expressed it better than me, but Twitter is a hellscape. But what do you think about all these creators getting $10,000 a month now? 
I think the payments are going to get cut. That's as more people get a part of the payment system. Obviously, that pie is going to get cut into smaller pieces. And yeah, I haven't used Twitter. I haven't tweeted for over a year now. And I support Elon Musk. I think what he's doing is great. He's got some serious downsides. He, despite being a free speech advocate, his free speech absolutist. No, Alex Jones. Still, obviously, he hasn't allowed Alex Jones. Still hasn't let Gavin McGinnis on there. Some other people, high-profile, controversial people. You're not supposed to talk about that have been banned and still haven't been restored. But um, I, I just don't use Twitter because, especially as a news, you know, as a news personality, as you can attest to, it sucks you in. And that's what it's designed to do. And so uh, for me, I write books. I don't write tweets. I'm finishing a new book that's going to be out at the end of the year. Unfortunately, there's not going to be an audio book for it because I can't read my own book and have those sound bites out there because it let be me read it what do you mean let me read your book mark <laughs> what the heck I'll, I, I'll let the sound bites out there i don't care how controversial it is well it's just and it's not that it's like sensational and and you know hate, hateful and whatever it's just there's certain topics that are very difficult to talk about and just me quoting other people if i were to quote certain people then people take that quote out of context and i you know i did have a, a voice guy contact me and, and audition all the stuff for doing the audiobook for the other ones but that's a whole other story but it's going to be fantastic but the meme war of course we won the meme war in 2016 we won it in 2020 we will always win the meme war because we're, we're more creative conservatism is the counterculture i think i've maybe seen a couple literally like two or three funny memes from the left but i can't think of any left meme accounts uh of course we're gonna win and now with twitter being freer speech and have you noticed how the algorithm has been so changed remember how for years and this is one thing one of my beasts with elon he hasn't released any twitter files about the manipulation yeah. of the trending list okay so they released internal communications and People, you know, discussing who should be banned and, you know, whatever. But they have not released the internal communications about the manipulation of the top trending list because they would create self-fulfilling prophecies by literally manually inserting topics into the trending list. People would think that's the most talked about topic. People start tweeting about it. It becomes the most talked about topic. So have you noticed how now the trending list, even the for you list, but the, the other list as well, just the general trending list, doesn't have all of those social justice buzzwords those fake lgbtq holidays all of that crap is gone but that part of the twitter files has never been released so we, uh, that's, that's, i'm gonna have to start maybe tweeting to elon uh or, or you know sort of you know me I, I work a little behind the scenes i kind of plant seeds you know people have to go and contact some people to try to get them to address that with elon because i think the public should know how manipulated that platform was so with that platform being free, with Rumble being a viable alternative to YouTube, and there've been many others which have tried, and even like BitChute, is, it's there, people can get some solid traffic over there. VidMe, I don't know if you remember this, years ago, tried and failed. Rever was another one I tried. There's been other ones that tried and failed. You know, Break, I think. Um, Vimeo is, you know, not really kind of the same as more of like long form documentary. People can pay to, you know, purchase uh, sort of pay-per-view documentaries and movies and things like that. But there was never a viable alternative to YouTube. They never got what they call the network effect, where like none of the big names would go 
to a platform, right? So Rumble's got the big names. They got the money. They're traded on the stock exchange. They have a two and a half billion dollar market cap now. A lot of big names over there. Pretty good viewership over there. So with Rumble, with Twitter, with True Social, with Gab, people write off Gab as oh, it's just a niche market. And True Social, just a niche market. But you know what? There's still tremendous followings over there. And my engagement on Gab and True Social is pretty solid. I mean, it's not what people outside of the ecosystem would think. So I'm excited for the meme war. It's going to be entertaining. And I go by the Breitbart doctrine of politics is downstream from culture. And if we can change the culture, we can change the political landscape. But the left is taking control of the mainstream media, academia, uh, you know, big all the big tech platforms, the legal system. So it's an uphill battle. But I think whoever it turns out to be is the nominee at the end of the <laughs> at the end of this mess. Hopefully, it'll be Trump. Uh, you never know. I mean, he could have a health issue as well. Biden could have a health issue. Gavin Newsom could come in, get in. You know, if Trump has an issue, he could, you know, have to duck out. Anything can happen. Nobody knows. I mean, whoever thinks that they know is going to predict it is is going to basically just be you know, guessing and someone will get their guess correct and then they'll pat themselves on the back for the next four years about how it is that they called it. But we're in uncharted territory, man, and it's going to be stressful. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be dangerous. Uh, but it's just it's going to be crazy. I think <laughs> just hope we survive. OK, Mark, before you before you go and tell us about your book, I was just thinking, you know, we talked about censorship. These video podcasts, you get censored so fast. But an audio only podcast, you can almost go on an audio only podcast and put it on like a, a I mean, I'm sure people do get kicked out of, you know, iTunes and stuff like that. But that's kind of like the last bastion of free speech where I guess it doesn't even get that censored. But is the book even a more, you know, um, is that even a better place for free speech than even an audio uh, podcast, in your opinion? But there are books that have been banned by Amazon and yeah. not just books about transgenderism. OK, so like in 2018 or 2019, there was a book about transgenderism that was banned, a kid's book called No Dress for Timmy. And it was about a kid who wouldn't go along with it. Nobody really noticed. Nobody said anything. It was never really covered in the news. Then the uh, When Harry Became Sally was banned a couple years ago. That became headline news. You had members of Congress denouncing it. But there have been other books that have been banned as well, talking about uh, certain demographic changes and certain... Uh, replacement theory, is that what we're insinuating? And, and uh, Not even that, not, not, even, not even that far. Crime, crime rates and stuff like that, maybe, uh, Mark, and stuff like that? In a, in a sense, there was a book about um, what's called white identity, which is white people sort of identifying as a racial group by a guy named... I identify Taylor. as black, that's why I say the N-word all the time, but yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I do, too. I identify, actually identify as Chinese because I'm a big fan of, of Bruce Lee. But there have been books that have quietly been banned and there's a subsection in my book that details a lot of those. Like Tommy Robinson, you know, the activist over in the He's UK. He's awesome. His book, his book was banned called Mohammed's Quran, okay, because it was deemed Islamophobic. And so other books about other uh, certain groups of people have, have been banned as well. <laughs> yeah. So far, a, a handful of them. But for the most part, yeah, books, it's the ultimate taboo to not ban books, but there have been, and they're starting down that road. But you are right about the podcast, though, because you know we're on YouTube. YouTube has the most sophisticated AI system in the world. They scan everything that's said in a video. They detect certain keywords, then they'll, you know, they'll remove content for that. 
But I don't know if you know Spotify and iTunes have those same kinds of systems. They, they might just rely on mass flagging. So you're right. I think podcasts one of the safer ones, uh, but books very safe, but still not completely safe. As uh, as I mentioned, and as I will detail uh, in my book, which isn't going to come out until like the end of the year, but it's. Um, it's it's coming down to the it's coming. I'm putting the final rewrite and finishing judges on it. And, and you've had some, your books are great. I mean, literally talking about you know the occultism and the Hollywood and basically you know uh, everything that well, what is it the, the Hollywood is is about the holly is named after the holly tree which is made from the wand of a witch and you kind of talk about the brainwashing and about uh, you know how they use the media and Hollywood to control us. Well, not only that, and I do have a bachelor's degree in communication, so I'm a credential media. <laughs> But, you know, I, I do talk about a lot of issues regarding Hollywood that, that people don't know. And, and, and I mean, that's like kind of one aspect where you kind of get into the weird symbology and the occult symbology. But I mean, I'm talking about there are lobbying agencies in Hollywood, just like there is in Washington, D.C., where if you want a bill to be passed or something, you know, you go and hire these lobbyists to go and then try to, you know, wine and dine and schmooze these members of Congress to get your bill introduced, to get them to support it. Right. So there are lobbying agencies they're called social impact agencies or SIA in Hollywood, where groups go and hire them, and then they wine and dine the writers and the producers and the studio heads in order to get their propaganda inserted into shows and into movies. And then that's one aspect of it. Um, Planned Parenthood has an entire division dedicated to yeah. reaching out to Hollywood studios to try to incorporate pro-abortion messages into shows. They have script ideas. I mean, it's so hardcore. Same thing with advertising agencies. So. You know, it's not a coincidence that all of these major brands are coming out with woke advertisements over the last few years. There are these leftist LGBT lobbying organizations like the LG or like the human right human rights organization, which sounds like an ordinary lobbying or ordinary group. Like, oh, yeah, I support human rights. Right. But they're a radical LGBTQ extremist lobbying organization. So they go and hire these as these social impact agencies to lobby the advertising firms and the, the big uh Fortune 500 companies to then start inserting these social justice messages into their advertisements. So, like, when you really look like behind the scenes, there's a whole mechanism going on. So it's not just like a coincidence. It's not just all of these people just having this idea to use their position to promote leftist ideology. There is an engine behind it that's driving it. That's pulling the strings and reaching out behind the scenes in order to literally push this agenda just like the lobbyists in Washington, D.C., lobby congressmen to try to get their bills drawn up and put before the lawmakers to get voted on. Well, it's a, a coordinated effort of control, and they got us basically, uh, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered. We'll say whatever, we'll believe whatever the TV tells us. So thank you, Mark, for being uh, the leader of the counterculture, and thank you for all the help. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know you're busy making time to come on my show and all the support you give me. I just know that I owe you for, you know, life, okay? You know, I'm indebted to you. I'm your prison bitch, as they would say. Whatever you need, I'll go steal uh, a Twinkies or whatever. Whatever you need, Mark, don't be afraid to ask. All I want you to do is go to the event that uh, we talked about and uh, just do what you do. So keep in touch, man. It's great to see your success. You're a cultural weapon. And it's great to see you unleash and getting the recognition that you deserve. So 
Great talking with you, bro. Keep All because of you, work. Mark. You were the first one that shared my viral video where I had the, the stupid mask on. So seriously, that helped my channel grow, and it was just it, it set off a chain of events that that's why we're here today. So, like I said, we'll talk after the show because we got to end the show in five minutes. You're the man, Mark. Talk to you soon. Keep it up, bro. See ya. All right, we talked for a long time. Mark's a badass, though. Sorry, Logan. I should be talking to you, but Mark oh, is okay. a sensation on the internet. So no worries. But what the hell happened, Jimmy, with this show? Yeah, the the server went down. Like literally, Blaze TV, Rumble, YouTube, it all went down. And Brandon went outside to check it. It's just we don't know. But fortunately, we're still recording, so we'll just post the full Mark Dice interview tomorrow. But yeah, that was crazy. Big tech sensors picked you up. Yeah, seriously, it, it happened as soon as you said gay bomb, or not, um, but I think that was just a coincidence. What? What did you say? Come over here. Sit next to me when you say this. Come over here so we can see you on camera. Does it come down here? What were you saying? Well, I, I thought, you know, somebody took a, you know, a bayonet of cock again. Hey, It'll Aiden, you can actually say whatever you want. Just, yeah, you can say whatever you want, This Aiden. isn't what's, being even streamed on Blaze yeah, TV. what's like the most controversial thing you can say right now? Yeah, you've been DMing me lots of conspiracy theories that I've been ignoring, so just tell, tell them all. All right, well, it appears, though, that uh, above uh, most of the alien species, there's a big four. Um, what are the big four? Uh, Sasquatches, which are basically hominids that are... I believe, so in, I believe means, in Bigfoot. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Wait, uh, well, hominid means what? There's two, they're two-legged? Hominid or that they're like 98% human. Mm -hmm. So a chimpanzee would be a hominid. Uh, a gorilla would be hominid. A dolphin? No, that's the very... A catfish? Weird. No. <laughs> um, and then you have your tall whites. A giraffe is a hominid? Yeah. Okay. And so what are the other aliens? Uh, tall whites, uh, grays. Tall whites. <laughs> well, like they're like... I know, but that's they're called tall whites. That sounds racist. <laughs> well, they are racist. Alex is one of those. I am a tall white. So are you, Logan. You're a tall white. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, so we're, you're tall too, Aiden. So we're tall whites. And then the gray guys. And then the Nords. What are the Nords? The Nords are a collective of different alien species or human... We are not sure that are blonde-haired, that look very similar to humans. Tall whites, they live at much higher uh, temperatures, like around 130, 140 uh, degrees, you know, So Fahrenheit. like what, sub-Saharan Africa? Where is it that hot? The Death Valley? That's where their base is. In Death Valley? How did I know? Area 51! Yeah, it's Area 53, though. It's Area 53, Nels. How do you know it's Area 53 and not 51? Because is, is that how they throw us off? Well, yeah, that's part, part of it. But the, this is like open knowledge. Like This is open knowledge. Did you know that, Logan, <laughs> that this is open knowledge? I did not, but I, I'm well, glad. They I, started like, look really like... You didn't know there was four types of aliens, did you? <laughs> Sadly, I did not. But I, did, I do believe in Bigfoot. Okay. 100%. We have one right here. We have Bigfoot. Well, the, they did the, uh, they did the uh, DNA test uh, recently. Uh, the guy who made the DNA test recently uh, passed away. Um, but they did this very interesting DNA test of that they essentially put a bunch of IHOP pancake mix on a, you know, pancake mix, all the sticky stuff onto a uh, tree. Are you talking about jism? 
Is no. pancake mix supposed to insinuate ejaculate? What is pancake? No, no, they just got all this really sticky stuff onto trees in North Carolina, Tennessee area and put tape knowing that they could get some of the fur off of these Sasquatches and that's how they found wow. the mitochondrial DNA. And wow. they knew this mitochondrial DNA was it because they took it to a bunch of hominid researchers who, and they didn't say where they got this uh, sample from and they found out it was an actual human, but it was like 99% human. Wow. But the mitochondrial DNA was off enough. So they knew there was something in this forest that was not exactly, it is human, but it's also not human. Clearly the, the media doesn't want us to know this. No, heard, the I've media- heard nothing about the this. The media doesn't want you to know, but we're gonna have to elaborate on this tomorrow's episode because tonight we had some technical difficulties. So we really appreciate the ones that are watching. We're gonna have to re-air this probably tonight. Uh, Give it up for Aiden. Aiden, uh, you know, Darius died. I accidentally killed him. Um, and so now Aiden is going to be picking up some of the slack. So are you nervous that you have big shoes to fill? Yes. Hopefully I do not do anything stupid. You've already done. You know, he went and accosted Glenn Beck and was spewing alien rhetoric at Glenn Beck. Well, wow. it was about a Tesla thing. I think Glenn's, what did you... <laughs> I think Glenn's covering aliens tonight. I know he is. Oh, yeah. yes, He's got a big what special did, on it. We, we have to go. We have to end the show, but what did you tell Glenn? What did you go Oh, for? I showed him the video of me screwing at the Tesla AI. Wow. And then what did you say? You just showed him a video and said, hey. Oh, I was just like, hey, uh, hey, this is really cool. Like, you know, I was like on an endorphin rush. I was like, oh, I got to talk to everyone now. It was like horrible. I know, I was but like, what did you think was going to be the outcome? He was going to watch that video and be like, you know what? You come on my show. It's like, well, it's like it was more of like, holy shit, because it's like it's really cool when you know you kind of like he's like, oh my god, like I just found this ten billion dollar problem. Oh, my. <laughs> I love Aiden. Well, Aiden's going to be around in the chat. We don't have the chat. We can't tell if they like you or not, but I like you. Aiden, cool. So you live to fight another day. Logan, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, at Logan Clark Hall on Twitter. He's almost up to 90,000 Twitter followers, I believe. He's in that range, or 80,000 80, yeah. range. Uh, so Logan is a, a fierce badass. Aiden, tell the people where they can find you. On TikTok, uh, Snickerlicker99. Snickerlicker69? <laughs> 99. That's my number. I'm sorry, I'll change yeah, it. You can keep it as long as it's an homage of me. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, where's my knife? Ah, stay, stay still, stay still. No, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna. Let me cut off one of your boobs, though. Hold on. Oh my god. Hold on. Is this a good shirt? Oh yeah. A little too late now. It was my hipster good shirt. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I stabbed your titty. Oh. In the show the same way every time we freestyle an alley. Freestyle an alley. What, what do you want to say when your titties bleeding? Ah, oh, the plastic, the silicone, the silicone mold. Yo, it's number 99. Yes, and always on the grind. Got Logan Hall, not Jake Paul. And I wish it was, cause we would get some clout, but instead I got to rap and really freaking shout. Got Ukrainian titties. On my set, when I drive. Slava Ukraine, Slava Ukraine, Slava, Slava, Slava Ukraine. Slava, Slava, Slava Ukraine. Slava all those boys that are being sacrificed in Poland. And all those you know, soldiers dying and all their organs being harvested for the grand new world order. Oh my God, if Peter Nygaard, if Peter Nygaard was here, he'd be having a ball.
themselves with all these Ukrainian women. What the hell are you talking about? This is a rap. Rap. I'm a pimp. You're autistic. I don't know what to do because I'm assisted. I need to rhyme when I rap a song. Are you wearing a thong? Yes, I am wearing a thong. I have hair that is long. Ah, Snicker Lover 99. It's Prime Time 99. Alex, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. Good night.